Welcome to season five of the Sisters of Sexuality Five Shades of Play podcast. Question, are you a subscriber of our show? If not, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and on our YouTube channel. Today's episode is sponsored by Liberated Sex Film Shapes. Are you ready to add passion to your moments? Introducing the Decor Heart Wedge by Liberator. Comfort and style all in one. This contoured accessory enhances penetration and G-spot positioning. And guess what? It's not just functional, it's a fashion statement. The compact wedge doubles as a decorative pillow, blending passion with style. Imagine ultra soft velvish material in designer colors matching all of your bedding. It's like art for your bed, setting a romantic mood. Spice up your bedroom with the decor heart wedge because why settle for the ordinary? Elevate your experiences, turning your bed into a haven of passion and comfort. Visit liberated.com now for the perfect union of pleasure and design with the decor heart wedge. Your heart will thank you. Plus, check out all of the amazing bedroom adventure furniture at liberated.com. Now, let's continue on to our show. Hello, sexies. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play. And I am Taylor Sparks, your host and sex goddess for the evening. We are here for the purposes of educating, entertaining, and informing you in all areas of sexuality, sexual health, kink, relationships, and the business of sex. Today, I am most excited as I am every week to bring you a new guest. But before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. Kasha V. Johnson is the Director of Training and Development at Bedroom Candy, a board-certified clinical sexuality coach with more than a decade in the industry, who prides herself as a bold influencer, creating sex-positive environments. She found her dream work in bringing positive impact to the lives of others when her first child was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. She learned quickly the taboos of being both a sexual person and a mother and was motivated not to lose her orgasms to the stress of becoming a special needs mom. Through this journey, she married her own personal experiences, knowledge and certifications into her unique coaching approach. Kasha is a survivor of domestic violence, sexual abuse, and is passionate about helping individuals navigate the pretty and unpretty sides of sexuality. As a director of training and development at Bedroom Candy, she edutains sex educators nationwide to empower others to learn about their sexuality while incorporating the use of adult products and other pleasure and wellness products in the BK collection through exciting parties and experiences full of fun and leaving with quality offers. Tasha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so, so, so grateful for the invitation, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, no. I Listen, I'm excited to have you here because, um, you know, a lot of us know about the um, Candy Bread line and that you are the director um, of sales and training of edutainment. <laughs> so, of course, I got to start, you know, at the beginning and figure out, you know, how sex, why sex, you know, how did you even get, before you got to her, what even led you down this path? to, you know, sex education? So it's such an interesting story because it has nothing to do with sex at all. That's the first thing. Um, and I'll tell you this, even okay. really young, 
it was always something I was very comfortable with. I will never forget being like eight and nine years old, sneaking and watching Robin Bird. I don't know if people remember Robin Bird, but um, she used to have uh, a, a variety show that used to come on one of those off cable channels, like the one that you didn't have to pay for. But if you tune in at three in the morning, you might catch something interesting on <laughs> So I remember- No, I didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> I still remember coming across this show one time and I was just like, what in the hell is going on? But I'll tell you the truth. Um, um, the only thing that was off-putting for me at the time is that, you know, work wasn't people of color and it was just intriguing to me. And so I would sneak and watch it. And I had my first little brush in life with like, um, with, with, with it felt like young to experience arousal and then a lot of confusion around it. So I definitely from very mm -hmm. young, would explore my pleasure kind of secretly, very close, very private. Wasn't something I could really discuss with anybody either, I didn't feel like. So I remember those right. feelings. But what really turned the dial, because before this, I did years and years and years, about 11 years total of political consulting and lobbying. And so switching gears into this industry was like a complete, <laughs> complete shift. But three, six, like the whole other side of the world. Yeah. I always tell people, I used to clean up the, the, the scandal. Now I might be responsible for one or two. <laughs> but, but the truth is what that. happened was my eldest son um, had gotten his autism diagnosis, right? So this is now mm -hmm. going on 11 years, 11 years now ago. And... I realized that at that time he had some significant needs that my my present at that time career path wasn't going to meet. Like I made great money in politics. Um, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. it was a lot of high stress, right? A lot of big ass egos, <laughs> um, and also long days. So I would leave and he'd be asleep. I come home and he'd be asleep. And with this changing of the news for him, I knew that. Mm -hmm. That diagnosis wasn't just his, right? So sure, it, sure. it was going to be a different life for me as well. And I started to kind of think to myself, what can I do? What what kind of thing can I venture into that might allow me that freedom of schedule that, uh, that gives me the availability to my child, but also the, the lights got to stay on, right? So it's also needed to be something that might be lucrative. So I was okay. like, look, as much as I love shaking his ass, I wasn't ready to climb no pole, right? And, you know, shout out <laughs> to my girls, shout out to my girls who, who were doing it because I was like, you know, in love, I'm love, I'm in love with the arts and dancing is such a deep, deep close place for me. But I knew it wasn't yeah. something that I could commit to, like, you know, in that way. So I started mm -hmm. to get curious, how can I go about tapping into the sex sales industry? Because a lot of people deny, Taylor, that, this is the oldest profession, first of all. For sure. I mean, the brothels and them coins been going in bras since a long time ago. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to tap into that sustainability, but I wanted to figure out how. And so um, ironically, you know, with the stresses of like the adjustments that were happening in my life with my child at the time, I was also raising my younger brother um, mm. and, and very young doing so. Um, because my mom, unfortunately, has a mental disorder and was suffering from some substance challenges at the time. So it's a very confusing period of life for me. Yes. And yes. I'll tell you this, right? So I had a toy party because I wanted to have an opportunity to, you know, have a good time or whatever. Yeah. Let my hair down and quite frankly, you know, release some stress, right? 
So <laughs> that was what opened my eyes to it because as my as the person who was presenting was doing it, I just kept thinking to myself, I could do this shit. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I can do this. I can do this. This we can do. First of all, I already had people always asking me for the sex advice. I just had to figure out how to get them to pay for it. Right. Right. Yeah, girl. Don't I over I overstand this one. <laughs> that one right there. So I said, okay, you know what? I'll try this. It was a minimal investment. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of going into another career. So I felt like, hey, if it goes great, then awesome. If it doesn't, then I got all these toys and stuff in the kit that I'm so did, So did you start? Sorry to interrupt. Did you start with bedroom candy? No, I did not. Okay. Okay. So it was passion parties, which no longer. Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes. It was passion parties then. And so that's when I kind of, I kind of went into it. And I'm, you know, I could do a toy party or two on a Friday and Saturday and then Sunday through Thursday be fully hands-on with my mm -hmm. child I didn't have to work other days of the week so and it was lucrative you know you could yes. do a party and you know let's just say you do a night that makes you 12 to 1500 dollars in sale and your competition right. of that is 40 something 45 yeah I mean I was at least making 1100 dollars in my pocket for sure right in a week so it, it was it was definitely something that sustained us at that time when cost of living wasn't what it was today right for sure um, and the thing that happened to me taylor is you know passion parties went under they were purchased by pure romance and all of us ended um, up getting swung under pure romance's umbrella or right, right. and i did for a little while but i didn't really feel I, it was it was just a money thing. It didn't feel the connection that I started mm -hmm. to develop for it. So um, at this time, Bedroom Candy had had a couple of years under their belt and I yeah. had to keep my eye on it because, mm -hmm. like, all right, Black owned. I love yes. how this is feeling, you know, but I need to see if they're going to be here in two, three years, right? Right. Um, but when I, so I decided to shift gears and take take my time, bow out of that company long enough to mm -hmm. jump over and join Bedroom Candy. And it, it was a very different experience. Not what people take for granted is the community. So because yes. within Bedroom Candy, it's almost like a little, like we need to just get some Greek letters or something and put them on a shirt because it's very much so that energy because I'm in a, I'm in a company where 90, 97%, 97 and maybe 98% yeah. of people in this business look like me. Yes. Right. And isn't it nice to be able to, to be around your own, not only in, I mean, in any business, I don't care if you're selling cars or insurance or you're working in media, but it's nice to be around your own and not have to code switch yes. <laughs> in the middle of the conversation. I tell people this all the time. While I am for everybody, I'm also not for everybody, right? Like not everybody's going to connect with everyone. And so I don't close my doors to a soul. I don't care what mm -hmm. ethnicity, what gender, anything, you know, how you identify sexual sexuality, identification, any of that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I do think when you're stepping into business and this realm, it is different. It's, it's different for people of color. And I think we have, um, you know, some cultural things that impact that. We have, mm -hmm. we grew up a certain way. That's one thing. But um, also the stigma that already is placed on Black women's bodies and things yes. of that nature. So our expression is always viewed a little differently mm -hmm. um, within our community. So you're entering a very taboo area. And for yeah. me, um, in order for me to make successful impact in that, Right. I needed to be surrounded with others who also understood that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was what the shift was. And I, even though I had at this point 
had already five and a half years in the business of pleasure. Um, mm. When I got to BK, I'll tell you, tell something significant happened to me mm. um, at a party. I went to go do a party. Um, okay. group of ladies, they were like the social workers and, um, and she was having just a ladies night. You know what I mean? And I just gave an intro and I was like, whether you are here because you already know you like swinging off the ceiling and doing all that other stuff, I'm here for you. If you're trying to figure out what's your juice, we have special sauces, I'm here for you. Like I was just kind of giving, yeah. you know, if you're, if you kind of like shy about sex, I'm here for you. So I just kept saying all of those things and we had a great time. I got to the end of the night. I had a young lady come into my order room and as soon as I closed the door, broke down in tears. Oh. Right? And it was like, I was very off put by the reaction because I didn't understand mm -hmm. what was provoking that for her. And this woman was a trauma social worker, nonetheless, right? Mm -hmm. Who hadn't healed her own trauma. And she confessed to me that she had came there to support her friend, have fun. And she was mm -hmm. definitely some lotions. She's like, I know it's going to buy me some lotions or something. But yeah. she cried. She said, I think I want a sex toy. I think I want a sex toy. And I was like, I said, well, baby, we can help you with that. Yeah. I was yeah. like trying to understand for like, what was, what was the emotion behind it? And she had been sexually assaulted and had mm. completely abstained from any type of sexual stimulus. She just didn't have good feelings about it yes. uh, because of it. So I told her, I, here's the thing. That's the truth. I knew I wasn't qualified to deal with the trauma of what she had just shared with me sure. at that sure. time. So right. there is a responsibility, even if, you know, you're doing this, they're looking at you, you're a sex educator, you are educating on sex in this realm, but there's another layer when we start to have yeah. the therapy is different than counseling is different. It's totally They're different. Very different. Right. Yeah. So at that time I said, I knew I wasn't qualified, but I knew I wanted to be right. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the day I decided like, I, I, the next woman who has this conversation with me, I need to be able to help a little bit deeper. So I referred her to a friend of mine who, um, who was a, was who, who was an actual medical doctor and and, and and psychiatrist, and I said, but I can help you with exploring different stimulations and figuring out what types of toys that you might be able to use to kind of, yeah. you yeah. know, your journey in it. So that was really kind of like what led me down this path. I went to become a clinical sexologist, nice. and all the things that happened after just started there. <laughs> I mean, that is an, a wonderful story and an amazing story and how people can touch us in ways that catapult us in directions we had no idea we wanted to go. And then you're like, I, just like you saw the woman doing the first presentation, you're like, I can do this. Oh, yeah. You feel something inside. It's like, I want to help her. And I, don't, and I know I don't have the tools to help her, so I'm not going to say anything, but, yeah. I think I want, but I think I want the tools. Yeah, and you know, there's a responsibility that a yeah. lot of people don't um, acknowledge that you can deepen a person's trauma if you're stepping into stuff that you shouldn't. But And sometimes people feel this need to have the answer, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I say this to anybody who's ever looked at this industry or any industry where, you know, those types of things come into play, like it's great to want to be the person, but you also have to be honest about where you are. Exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh. And I, so I, as a sex educator, I call myself an writer, educator, sex goddess. You know, my background is in human behavior and um, I'm sort of got human behavior and holistic aromatherapy. So if you come to me and tell me, you know, if a guy comes to me and is like, you know, my dick's not working, we can talk about food and products and your health and your weight. But if you say, you know, 
And I can suggest some things to help you that are natural. But if you tell me your dick's not working because your father molested you, I have to now pass you on to my friends who yes. do trauma. Yeah. That's I stay in I stay in my lane when it comes to that. I'm not saying people have to stay in a particular lane, but as you mentioned, you could deepen somebody's trauma by the wrong, the wrong thing. The yeah. wrong thing. So I don't do I I don't do therapy. I don't do counseling. I do you know, because therapy and, and counseling is really about uncovering and helping people to uncover and recover from things, right? I coach, you know, and coaching is about helping people to discover. Yes, know, it's discover more of a guided past. Like it's, you, it's a guided something that's past. already within you that yes. I'm helping you surface. And the funny thing about that is like with with, with my um, um board certification in clinical sexology, there's a layer I can go a little deeper. I'm actually in the process of like going deeper into it. Um, nice. Psychotically, I'm still thinking about how we're going to still, I hate school, but I'm going to go and get this. <laughs> Me too. That's why I'm, I, it's a, it's an that's why I'm not going for my clinical therapy. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't, not only do I not, I love to learn. I don't like the traditional learning path. So I, I need small chunks. So certifications work for me. And if you, and I have no desire to do therapy. <laughs> and it's so funny because I'll tell you this. I, I love to learn, but I don't, I, I, I'm a, I'm a hands-on learner. So sometimes yeah. I think with, with the, the, some of those learning environments that if you don't have the right person teaching, it could come yeah ship your experience but yes. and, and 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 truth be told a lot of the stuff you could self-teach nowadays but um that accredited you know getting those those credits and making sure that you got that stamp of approval on what you're doing it's so important so i'm like all right we're gonna go and do the psychology thing um and i guess what works on that is having a special needs child they're gonna mm -hmm. be tools that i gain in there that will still also benefit me as a mom so that's what i'm taking myself to say like okay for sure for not sure. just a career thing, but yes, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, um, it's one of those things that sometimes you, you don't know that you're going to end up doing, but you, you, I would say this, I took my purpose and I made it my passion and my passion became my paycheck, but yes, I love that. <laughs> that's what I always like. That's how I look at it. The, the monetary thing, um, is that like I I was already doing something that was making me great money. So the money is not all it is. And people sometimes look at those things in the industry like, oh, women are or they are entering this industry because of money, money, money. And they think that it's like chasing this uh, financial demon, right? When, and then sometimes like, you know, the negative associations with women in the industry that how lucrative yeah. it could be to be um, a, an erotic content creator or any of those types of things. Yes. And I'm like, does anybody, you have to consider for a moment that maybe this is something they just really enjoyed, they were passionate about. And y'all are the ones who made the price tag with this, right? right. <laughs> that, if not on us, I always want to put things on us, you know, and actually I'm going to take a break here because I want to um, talk to you and introduce you to Union Vegan Condoms, our sponsor for our show today. Um, they're game changers in the world of pleasure and protection. I always say, yes, they're vegan and no. It's not a lettuce wrap. You cannot eat them, right? <laughs> but experience the ultimate connection with their precision fit condoms, meticulously designed to let you feel it all. Say goodbye to animal byproducts and unpleasant odors because at Union, they keep it clean and simple with their formulas. Union condoms are more than just protection. They're your ticket to safe and comfortable intimacy for all of your body parts. So why wait? 
elevate your pleasure with Union Condoms today and visit unioncondoms.com and redefine your intimacy game. When you visit them, you will receive 20% off of your first uh, order with coupon code organic love. So that's unioncondoms.com because love should be clean, simple, and sensational and rediscover your joy with that connection. So always practice safe and consensual intimacy. And thank you to our sponsors, Union Condoms. <laughs> I love that. I actually love that. Uh, I'm gonna have to check them out. I'm everything. When some of us say our hoo-ha is sensitive, I'm like, all of our hoo-ha's are sensitive. But... All of our hoo-ha's are sensitive. People have, you know, no idea the amount of chemicals that are in so many products. And that's one of the things that I, you know, on my organic love site, everything that we have on there is is chemical free. So, and I curate, and we have over 1300 products. I curate everything that goes on the site. So, I but tell me, tell me, so you, you move over to, to the bedroom candy, uh-huh. right? And you get in there. So tell me how this path got to you being, you know, the, the training oh, director. The side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the director of training and development. How, you know, so you move yeah. over, you start your sales, do you bring your team with you from Pure Romance? Well, when I did, I had a, I had a small team. I actually, truth be told, I didn't really grow a team until, uh, too heavily until I got to be everything. I had like four people and really just because okay. they came to me and I'm like, sure, I'll bring you in. Um, and like I said, at previous companies, it was mostly an opportunity to take something that I enjoyed, that I like to talk about and monetize it. At Bedroom Candy, it became a different thing because I was discovering purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um I'll tell you this, my, after like two or three months within BK of consistent, like great performance, I guess, um, I was invited to be a speaker at the annual convention and teach like a class. And I was like, I just got here. We don't want you to do that. <laughs> so, so here I am getting this email. I'm like, oh, if this looked like it could be a mistake, but y'all ain't getting it back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm showing up. I'm in, I'm showing up. Uh, if you might have meant to send it to somebody else, but I'm showing up because they didn't get the letter. Invitation accepted. So <laughs> I was going to figure out, and it was funny because I never went to any of the conventions for any of the other companies. Um, and and that was just because I I, it, I didn't feel like it was going to be the crowd I wanted to be in. And um, I'm an authentic person. And so I like to show up authentically no matter what. So I got that invitation and I was trying to figure out what I was going to speak on. So I actually called somebody who was an upline leader of mine. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I just met this woman. I didn't really know her too well, but I was like, hey, I got this invitation. I'm trying to you know, figure it out. And she sat on the phone with me for nearly two hours as we were like narrowing in on what this topic looked like. Oh, wow. While I was, you know, yelling at my kid to stop doing something and doing all this, like she sat there and she stuck it through with me. And you know what? It was the selfishness in that interaction mm-hmm. that kind of opened me up to team leadership more at that time because I was like, wow, she just gave to me so, you know, graciously her time. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt selfish not to like replicate that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's what my interest in team leadership grew, but I was still heavily just, you know, out there doing what I need to do to get familiar with it. And my first order of business is to know the products like I made them myself. And that's so, right. BK, I will say that's phenomenal quality, phenomenal quality yeah, that I can understand 10 toes down in, in the mud, in the sand on. And so <laughs> um, at that time, I went to our annual convention and I, I left 
completely inspired because this had been the first time that I'd been to an award ceremony again, where me as a woman of color, I'm watching all these black women, black men, because we're we're we don't we don't segregate, we don't anything, anybody cross the stage except yeah. the awards, except the trophies, and it was so inspiring. So I said to myself that weekend at our convention, and also just being this new person with a room full of people, I'm like, y'all want to hear from me? And they're like, oh, we love your videos. And I was like, oh, I didn't think I was doing shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, all right, cool. We're going to get up here, set that camera up so my mama can watch this later. Right. right? <laughs> so, wait, just so, okay, wait. I want to back up one quick sec. So, when you, Pure Romance, Passion Parties, I remember Passion Parties and Pure Romance. So was Passion Parties the first multi-level you were ever in? Mm -hmm. was, oh, actually, I did simultaneously them and at the time TLC, um, mm -hmm. Life Changes was started. So I did Total Life Changes also simultaneously while I was um, doing that. And yeah. yeah, and I was doing it because the, that at that time, that ISOT was everything everybody talking about. And then they came out with these um, resolution drops that everybody was kind of hooked on. And to me, it was all in a wellness category that, that made sense. Yes. So yeah. I did both of those at the time. Um, but what I'll tell you, you know, and to kind of like answer your, your question, what happened is that my first year at Bedroom Candy, I became a nationwide top seller, yes. right? Yeah. It was a huge thing for me that I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm apparently, my, you know, I'm doing a thing and my customers like me too, right? Um, but I came out of that convention and I was like, I'm going to grow a team. I'm going to do this. And within the next month, I had recruited like six or seven people. And, and, and that was consistent. It just consistently grew. I left my first convention with two or three people. My next, By my next convention, I had at least 60 people in my downline. Oh my and God. It just continued. Amazing. People, it, I, people, I'm sorry to cut you off again. No, no, you don't fine. realize um, the level of education that you receive in multi-level marketing. So I've done, I've done a few different oh, ones. Am, Am, Amway being one of the old, old dogs on the road and I'm seasoned, <laughs> <laughs> but we were at Amway for seven or eight years. Um, we did well in Amway, you know, we, and then we moved and think, and then we lost our kind of lost touch with our upline. So we kind of left it, but because um, we moved down south and no one in our lines were there in North Carolina. And the closest thing was way down in Charlotte, like three hours away. Uh, and so that's everything. Kind of, I feel like in North Carolina, if you're not in that area, you're in some outskirts. Yeah, and you don't have the connections. Like, you know, we're talking 25, 28, 30 years ago. So not the same ability to communicate and how not the same abilities, not that cell phone, you know, you don't have any of that, you know, this you can't, you know, there was no, you know, Zoom or, you know, there was no way to stay connected. So it was really, really difficult. And um, but I had been in Amway and I had been a, a couple of other ones in the education and level of support. And I think a lot of multi-levels get a bad a bad rap a bad rep for it yeah a bad rep for it and always calling something a pyramid like it's not a fucking no pyramid. there's so much just like corporate america corporate america's a pyramid you got a president you got a vice president senior man that that's a pyramid but um what what would you say because you were talking about how you know you had you grew to 60 people and you had you became a nationwide seller what kind of, you know, switching kind of to the business side of, of Bedroom Candy, what mm -hmm. type of support or what type of education is provided for 
you know, senior levels on, on down or newbies coming in, you know, coming what kind in. of support yes. do you get? So even, and then, so you're so spot on because to me, at first I came into it thinking it was just about the sales. Actually, the business is the number one, uh, is really the first product, right? And the reason I say that is because you're, like we said, minimal investment. So that's the first thing. Most people to go into any business is an extreme yep. overhead. And people don't think about that, right? Mm -hmm. Especially back before a pandemic where going into business meant damn near a brick and mortar, right? Yep. So I, the self-development in its own makes up for the value. Right. So we have access to a lot of different experts in our community and I'm, uh, we're always, always adding new. So when I actually got my clinical certification, I don't know if you remember Dr. Rachel, who was on um, the show, The Doctors at the time they had yes, a show. Yes, yes, yes. So Dr. Rachel was one of the people in our, our community of experts who founded the Dr. Rachel Institute and got it certified by the American oh, Sexology. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. Yes. So actually, when I got introduced to the, pro, the, the the course that I took to get my clinical certification, it was through Bedroom Candy that I got that connection to Dr. Rachel. She came as our convention speaker. There are a few other doctors that um that, that I truly, truly, truly like love that came on, Dr. Tamara Rose. And she's a really holistic, yes. sacral soul kind of practice. Mm -hmm. Um doctor and then we had medical doctors who were like er doctors she's like let me tell you about the sex injury uh, injuries that enrolled through here you know Ooh. it was just it was just such a dynamic um panel but then the people who are developing our loops the product developers we have a lot of black owned product developers who make mm -hmm. products for our brand so those people come there at especially at our our training events our annual events their training but also every single week we are having training calls we have a regular fireside chat mm -hmm. um and our company former president um, Nadine Thompson, she also was very, very, very instrumental in the development of our Bath and Body collection. She has another sounds familiar. Soul Purpose is another. Um, she has a business called Soul Purpose, and she makes a lot of CBD and those types of products, Bath Body. Okay. But she curated so much of that. And so when you come to our skincare products, you'll find that they're great for everybody's skin, but. They're made for the skin that we live in that has so yes. many different variations. So yes. all of this, it was access to all of these great people, right? Who are coming, who are teaching, who are educating, mm -hmm. who are teaching sex at one-on-one, who is helping you understand things about anatomy from a different way that you may have learned it prior. And then the yes. same with the product development, our um, co-founder, Suki Dunham, who designs our toys and things like that. So nice always teaching always teaching um and then we have master trainers and success coaches so there's also that heavy inspirational motivational side that mm -hmm. you need ongoingly in business to help you show up on the days that you don't feel like it with the same energy that you show up on the days that you do yeah. so that's there in that like institutional support but then you said upline leaders right, right. so you've got people who have been doing it and who have been figuring it out and then they're giving on to those that come in, right? So that's why I said earlier, like it's almost like we should get our Greek letters because it became is because this bigger organization mm -hmm. support community. So at the time, I was I I such a powerhouse upline, such a powerhouse group of leaders yeah. um above me, and it was so funny because I learned so much of the leadership element there, but then. How to take that leadership piece and make it your own because the truth of the matter is is you have to first go within right and sure. put out and what i learned is that 
my ambition to help the next person was constantly growing my own knowledge because in order for me to teach it, I had to go learn. You had to know it. Yeah. Yeah. So it it changed my mindset. So many people look at that leadership side of things and they think, oh, it's going to be this. this, And I'm like, no, I would learn something. And I'd be like, I can't wait to tell my team, (laughs) you know, like, so (laughs) that excitement was so crazy. And that's what led to where I am now, because I enjoyed the parties and the sales. I'm I'm from New York. I can sell you the socks off your shoe. You like right <laughs> themselves. I'd be like, girl, them socks look good. You need 12 more pairs. We should, you know. So I <laughs> I didn't that that was never my motivation because the natural hustle is within me. I could do most things, you know, a lot of things, a lot of people have a lot of skill sets that you can do well, but you might not love doing, right? For sure. So yeah. I started to fall in love with the teaching part, right? Mm-hmm. And that it connected back to that same girl in that party room who sparked this thing to kind of like, I want to be able to help you. So helping my customers, helping my team members grew the educator in me deeper. And that's when I was like, okay, I love doing the parties, but don't get me wrong. I got to point 10 years in, right? I I don't lugged enough toys to a table. Okay. <laughs> I done loved enough toys to a table. I done Girl. set up enough tables. I done did enough of it. Now we got to figure out how we're going to keep doing what we love, but we're going right. to do it a little differently. So when VK um, put out that they were looking for someone for that, I was like, I think this is the answer, right? Because I get nice. to continue to do what I love to do in a way that, you know, I'm a part of the intricate growing of the entire mm-hmm. now, I was I was educating my team. Now mm-hmm. I'm educating consultants and sex educators nationwide. Yes. And that's, that's the shift. You know what I mean? So that's how I ended up joining the corporate team. Well, congratulations. Now, how long have you been on the corporate on the corporate side? A year and a half now. Oh, well, um, congratulations still. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, it's been it's been it's newer over there. Um, mm-hmm. but I just love those full circles, you know. Um yes, even yes. the skills that I learned in politics, the things that I did then still transfer over to what I'm doing because in politics, what are you doing? Mobilizing people towards yes. the Right. Yes. Doing yes. As an educator, mobilizing people towards the same cause, the education to and the communication you know. piece. You yes. know, the thing about politics, it just kind of teach you, you know, you know, when to when to hold them, you know, when to fold them. You know, right. You gotta, you gotta like, know when to hold. Them. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, and you gotta like know when to just, you know, you learn to take a breath. You know, yes. I, I did corporate training for ten years before I got into the sex, into the sex industry, and I did communications i trained negotiations girl you would not uh, realize how much of that stuff you end up having to do on this side <laughs> i have to do it all on on this side and working with customers and travel it's just but it's it's good it's um it's wonderful to be able to do what what you love and you know how our path and not to be afraid of like Ooh, sex toys. Mm. Mm-hmm. What my mama gonna say if I start selling sex toys? What What did your mama say? Yes. Did your yeah. mama say oh, anything? My mother, my mother was crazier <laughs> than me, so that was the worry over here. Oh, <laughs> I never forget the first time I told my mom I lost my virginity. I was a teen when I did, and okay. her first, her first response to me was, "Did he lick it before he stuck it?" 
And so that's who I, that's who was in my house. So no, she didn't. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody was surprised, but you know what you just said that was so key Taylor that I love to like bring to service that communication piece. It's really just about having effective language. I can say I sell sex toys or I can say I'm a sex educator, right? Sure. Who offers adult novelty products that can help grow your own education itself, right? Yeah. So how you, how you choose those words are going to determine how it's received and that other communication component of knowing how you need to see it, say it based on which room you're in. Because yeah. if I go into a room with a bunch of girls who are 20 something years old, I know they want to do this. They want to whatever, whatever. Exactly. So I got to trick them into learning a little bit because right. They're excited because this is pink and purple and all those colors. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know They're I mean? like, turn it on, turn it on. So I'm like, well, but let me tell you what the difference between this external toy and this right. internal toy that's for your right. G spot. And so I got to trick you into so let me, so how many of y'all know what the you know, and we're gonna mm-hmm. make it a fun thing. Um, but when I walk into uh I, I've had conversations with I've actually done parties. I'll tell you this, I have set up tables at church events. Oh, I know. (laughs) People think that that's like a whole other side. And so people ask me, how do you enter that space doing this? And I say, well, let's look at the reality. In in this country, 50% Mm -hmm. of most marriages are ending in divorce. And of that 50%, a lot of them are due to infidelity and and losing connection and spice and touch and outgrowing like 20 years later, not feeling the same sparks. So when I approach... Right, someone in a, in a in a religious element or a congregation leader, I'm saying, hey, I want to do an intimacy um, sort of group or coaching group or a session with the couples or with those who may be abstaining from sex, yeah. right? right. Or those to help them feel like, okay, you don't have to feel pressured into sex either. You can still learn things about yourself and your body without sexual intercourse. So when you frame it from those conversations to help people understand, my yes. goal is not to get everybody on a handstand with a bust open in the air. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not. Why not? Wait, I'm, I'm everybody against the wall. <laughs> baby, I'm all for, if anybody know me, they know that. I, so, so, so Everybody against the wall. The whole bedroom candy community, we joke about it all the time. I said, y'all know I ain't nothing, but it's, I, I'm never too far from a thong and an ass shake. Girl, but, not that far. Not that far. You and me both. And which, <laughs> which is what I... Yeah. <laughs> I am so... One of the things that I am excited that from... Because my friend and my good friend of mine is like, you know, you should go talk to the church. Girl. I'm like, no. They're not going to want to talk to me because I'm not going to frame it right, first of all. No. So I, I, 90% of my trainings are in the training, my seminars and presentations and sales. I work in the a lifestyle community, ethical non-monogamous community. So they come to, I've had people come to my seminar. I asked for a female volunteer to show like the liberator pillow. She lays down and then she opens her leg and I'm like, what? There's no panties. Zero to, zero to 100, right? Girl, she's and she's looking at me like, <laughs> y'all should see this pussy. It's very pretty. Thank, thank you, sweetheart. Um, Give her a hand. You know, 
Yes. So you're used to the groups that's already coming. Ready for that? Yeah. They're ready. But I'm ready because I'm ready for them. And uh, I left my corporate training world because it was hard enough not to just fucking swear in the middle of the corporate training class. That's the one thing I will say about becoming part of a corporate team at a sex toy company. I was like to somebody, it was like, I said, you, I had this epiphany. I said, girl, I think I made it. And they said, well, I said, I got a lot to accomplish left in this life. I said, but you know what I did this morning as a part of my work? I sent feedback about my last orgasm to my supervisor. Yeah. And that was work. It was work to be like, hey, use that toy last night. Got me on for three seconds. I just, I, there's no other place where I no, can go. I know. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you 110%. As I get to try, ooh, that's new and that's lovely yes. and that's new and get a new and get a new fella and a new oh, husband and, a new, and all I my boyfriends. I'm like, huh? I got something for it. Like all my men, because I'm also basically non-monogamous. Like at one point, yes. My husband and three boyfriends, they all had the same cock rings and they all were really big. God, that was a good time. It was a good anyway. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I, yeah. I know what that feels like. So so you you, you and me are kindred spirits on that one, Taylor, because Girl. the people go, I'm sometimes more excited to test the men's products, right? Like, don't get me, I take product testing at all ends very seriously. I say that, right? Um, but we just actually released a new sleeve, right? And it's um, different than our other one. And so it's so funny because the first thing I wanted to do was figure out how many ways can I suck a dick with this sleeve? Girl, yes. It was like, it's closed and you can't put your mouth through this one like the other one. I was like, mm -mm, we about to figure some shit out. When I tell you, yeah, I that, that, that between that hand, I was like, I'm over here, mouth is on testicles and under and yes. so I was yes. to figure it out. And then I actually, it was so funny because I slid the sleeve down on him and I put my mouth over the whole sleeve, and he felt the combination of the the, the pressure from my mouth and the suction from my mouth and the the sensation of the sleeve. Yeah, his eyes. It was like a it was like an exorcism. He just <laughs> it was like, bitch, you crazy, you know. <laughs> And I get the thrill. Who's your mommy? Who's your mommy? Right. That's my side. They didn't tap my. They didn't tap my enchantress on on, on on that side of life. I got a whole nother name, y'all. And when I get us, I'm such a little bit of a, you know, I can't. The sadistic side of me enjoys those reactions. Say it. I was like, oh, we just unlocked another level here. You know? yeah. So I love testing the products. People don't talk about that perk and that one right there. I don't know why they don't talk about that perk anytime. But I mean, not trying to think. There's only a few sex educators that actually talk about the product. Not too many. Because not all sex educators sell toys. Yes, you know correct. I'm, and and I'm one of maybe a couple. I'm, I always say I'm a bit of a hybrid because I own a sex toy company and I'm an educator. And and then and, and a lot of sex educators and don't you know they may be a brand ambassador for one brand. They don't have you know the plethora of toys that you and I have to go through and this one and that one and this one and yes, that one. Yes, I'm literally eating meeny miny mo and and because so, my friend goes oh, every time I'm talking to you you just pull something out of nowhere and <laughs> it's like. But it's always one in reach. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I can't help that or whatever the case is. Like, all, I'm like all of my little bits. And we're not going to get into my storage unit. Because no. that's all the story. No, no, we're not going to get into that. We're but not you know, that. I, but even those who don't sell them, 
that and that know-how is so important because on average yeah. when a person goes into like a sex shop or if they're shopping online right they don't get the guidance and i think it's one of the biggest forms of buyer's remorse when you got something because maybe there was some hype around it or whatever whatever but yeah. it's not for you <laughs> only only recently in the last five or six years have I noticed some of the brick and mortar sex toy stores are starting to offer like weekend education classes right. for their customers. It's like because people come to me and they go, what's the best, you know, what's the best lube? And my response is, what kind of sex do you have? What kind of, yeah, what are we using? You know, because I can tell you what's the best seller, but it doesn't mean it's going to be the best lube for it you. Doesn't mean it's gonna be the, the same best. thing with the toys, right? Do you like internal or external stimulation? Do you like G spot stimulation? Do you like anal? Do you, I mean, I can always give you what's the number one seller. Doesn't mean but you're it going to like it. Work for you. And then also, don't, they don't think about those things that the materials, the intensity levels. Oh my God. Who love to play with temperature. So, you know, metal, understanding metal versus glass or hot yeah. or, or body safe silicone. And and then the care of these very expensive uh, purchases is another thing. How yeah. to care for those things properly is a whole nother layer. But I, it's so funny you, you say that because. With people who also, I would say to people, you should also not have just one toy. And not and one. That's like having that one, one. That's like having one man. Who wants one? There's like so one. many out it's here. So, yes, and for me, it depends on what's going on, how I feel. Like I have the go-to kit for I got sixty seconds. These kids are stressing me the hell out. I'm a girl, I'm come back out a different mother. That's one kit, okay? That it's a whole. I know that as soon as I turn it on, it's, we don't need too much build up. Now it's going to and I'm gonna come out and say, "What y'all want to eat?" Right? Girl, so, done and done. Now we got the ones that I enjoy most with partner play. We got yeah. the ones that I enjoy most when I want to actually edge myself or build my stimulation up or test my boundaries or, you yes, know, yes. So it's just so much shit that you can do with these things. And people like put themselves in this one box. Yeah. And I would always, I would say to anyone who has that hesitation that actually understanding your body's yes and no responses to saying mm -hmm. right what things mm -hmm. my body is screaming yes to oh no that's too intense this is that when you become so in tune with those responses you start to see how it shows up in life outside of sex when yes. you know i tell people all the time they're like oh how did you get so good at telling people no well i know how i feel when my body's saying no, and I know how I feel when my body's saying yes. So when someone asks me something or they want me just, and it feels like a no, it's a no. And it's I don't enough. feel, I don't have any negative associations with protecting my space because I know what, what, what my body is screaming at me at that moment. So people don't correlate. Sexually. Yeah. They're not in tune with their, they're not in tune with oh, their bodies, the body their feelings. They're all out here. It's a lot of out here. Instead of in here. <laughs> yes. You listen to your gut. My gut tells me when I'm going to come the same way it's going to tell me that, you know, I ate something that I didn't like. Right. So I just learned to, you know, with that. But like you said, it's, there are a lot of educators who don't tap into toys um, that much. And even if you don't want to sell them, it might be a good idea to partner with some of those brick and mortar stores or whatever. case. So you could be the educator who comes and does those seminars mm -hmm. or for whatever sure. but people for need sure. guidance because i always tell people honey get this information because 
there's a no refund policy on something at your vagina or your penis then wrap yourself around. Like you can't put it in your asshole and come back and say to me later, I don't think this is the one for me. I'm gonna say, well, honey, it's yours. Um, it's your, yeah, uh, yeah. We're, listen, we're not gonna talk, we're gonna, we don't have time to talk about the return policy on sex. So like, what am I gonna do with it? What am I supposed to do with it? You can't even re-gift it, right? So, I, yeah, you, yeah. Let me, listen, girl. Kaja, it has been such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation. So I really, really love talking with you. And you have such a vibrant energy. I thank you. I, I try, listen, and you and that right there, I just I'll be over here like a succubus just yeah. yeah I will call the succubus once. We're not gonna talk about that right now. I still listen. get called into oh, we gotta have an offline talk, girl. We got to have an offline. <laughs> listen, my to my listeners to stay in touch with Casha. You can go to her website at castajohnson.com. Of course, you can find her on Facebook at Casha V Johnson, Instagram at uh underscore natural 38, and of course her YouTube at Casha Johnson. All of these links will be in the show notes. And of course, stay up to date with Sisters of Sexuality. If you have any questions for me or any of my guests, please email me at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. And you can find us on all social media at Sisters of Sexuality. Be sure to visit our sponsors, liberator.com, uniondondons.com. And of course, you get 20% off your first order with the code Organic Love and our sister site, Organic Loving. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if this episode resonated with you, would you please consider subscribing as a way of supporting the growth of this channel and allow us to keep informing, educating, and entertaining you. And until next week, stay sexy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Organic lovin' for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her, for him, for you, for the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot com. <laughs>